Hello ladies and gents and welcome to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. I want to greatly appreciate you for listening in and I do want to apologize. I realized that I missed a slot on the every two weeks that I normally do my episodes on. I was a guest on the TACAT uh, podcast. If you haven't, go check that out. It was in reference to law enforcement in the Second Amendment. And uh, between that and the fucking holidays, you know, I, I record this shit whenever I'm kid free so that we don't have any children interruptions and shit. And obviously with the holidays that kind of messed up shit on that so i apologize i fucking skipped a episode there but man there's been a lot of fucking shit to cover uh so let's go ahead and start getting into this and let's start getting the uh usual shit out of the way if you haven't already go ahead and check out our social media on facebook we are under the number two a so that's two a lifestyle on instagram we are two spelled out that is t-w-o uh, t-w-o-a lifestyle and then also we have a patreon if you have go check our patreon if you like us support the show uh, all of that stuff that we have on Patreon, every bit of money that you give us, uh, it goes to support this podcast. It pays the bills to get it published and anything after that, we put it straight into the show. Also, if you are a company and you're looking to sponsor uh, something to get your comp, your, you know, your fucking company out there and all that good shit, give us out. We're actually a, uh, you know, give us a shout out, give us a uh, reach and all that kind of shit. And we're actually uh, discussing one company uh, that's possibly looking to sponsor. So hopefully we'll have them on the air and introduce them and we'll go ahead and get that shit going. Uh, also, if you haven't already, also hit that subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. That is the best way for people to find us whenever they're looking for gun-related content. And like I said, folks, since we have been off for a, uh, we missed a show, even though we are technically did a show, go so check us out on Tech Cats Podcast. Uh, we have a lot of shit to cover. And, you know, actually we were supposed to do this yesterday, but I actually held this episode off because I wanted to cover t- uh, Virginia's rally day today. So we got all that good shit plus SHOT Show going on. So there is a ton of fucking shit for us to cover. So let's start getting into this fucking show, shall we? Let's go deeper to the phrase. Feel the sun rays off the forehead. Everything is real. Biggie put me on the joint, so I'm a big, big wheel. I just spin. Hey, Dad, place your bed on seven. Peace to 106, 108, one ten, all right, like I said, we have a ton of fucking shit to cover, and the first thing, obviously, we are going to cover is because that's kind of what pushes back a day in our normal release is the Virginia Rally Day that happened today, and we're gonna kind of go through a breakdown of what happened, uh, what happened leading up to it, and what happened actually at the rally. If you haven't already noticed, Virginia is kind of a fucking hotbed right now of activity where there is a ton of shit going on in Virginia. Uh, the Democrats have taken the governor, the state house, and the state legislature, I mean, the whole fucking state legislature, basically. And a lot of them took it in regards to a gun control agenda. They have already passed three bills in the Virginia Senate. And the first one uh, would be destroying the preemption laws by allowing localities, basically municipalities and counties, to create new gun-free zones in public buildings and parks. Uh, this would supersede the state constitution and allow them to add gun-free zone wherever the fuck they feel like it. Uh, that is 
Senate Bill 35. Another one is Senate Bill 69. Uh, it's commonly referred to the one gun a month where it would impose an arbitrary gun limit to an individual's rights. Basically saying that an individual can only purchase one gun a month. Basically one gun every uh, every hand purchase a handgun every 30 days. The second one is Senate Bill 70, which would ban any and all private transfer of firearms without having first paying a fee and obtaining government permission uh, from the government. So basically this would just make sure that people uh, fucking, you know, gets rid of the quote unquote, the gun show loophole. And the last gun bill, gun control bill that passed basically states that now Virginia is going to have a red flag law. And there are also numerous shit that they have in the works. They're trying to pass uh, quote unquote assault weapons bans. Uh, they're also trying to actually seize your guns. Uh, I mean, they actually had it in there where they would seize assault weapons, you know, quote unquote assault weapons from private citizens. They actually taken that away thinking that if they give us that little bone that we would stop barking at them. Uh, but fuck that, you know, any infringement on the second amendment is a infringement on a constitutional civil right. They also are going after a uh, private gun ranges, basically uh, a bill that is being proposed in the Virginia legislature would close all private gun ranges. So anything that they say, where you can train a militia. Uh, so that is going after indoor gun ranges. I mean, so it's just fucking nuts. Governor North, uh, Governor Northrum up there has lost his fucking mind on just, you know, trying to pass as much willy nilly gun control shit as he can before he is out as governor. And that's something else is that actually they're proposing to try and expand the term limits for governor. Right now, Virginia governor can only serve one four year term, but they're trying to pass it to where he can serve two four year terms with a total of eight years. So uh, they're trying to get that motherfucker reelected up there in the Virginia state legislature. So uh, that's something that they're doing. The, nu the next thing that Governor Northam did, and I'm sure you've heard this, is that leading up to today's rally day, uh, Governor Northam has declared a state of emergency and stated that nobody uh, bes that besides working law enforcement there can carry firearms on Capitol grounds. And in doing this, he said that there was clear and credible threats to public safety uh, towards the public up there and more specifically towards the lawmakers up there. Uh, and it's just, it's been fucking bananas. I mean, you've seen the, the eight foot fence. They had, you know, one way in, one way out. They had metal detectors today up at the rally day. Um, and just so you fucking know, obviously, I don't know where you live. I live in, you know, deep South. It's, it's cold for me here, but fucking Virginia, it's cold as shit. So up there, they had a bunch of people, you know, with, uh, thick jackets and shit like that. And, you know, of course that slowed things down because of metal zippers and bulb buckles and shit, having worked checkpoints at major public events, uh, during my law enforcement career, you know, those fucking things set shit off. Uh, so, you know, that was very slow getting in, but it didn't stop the, the free citizens that decided to go rally today and show support for gun control, uh, or for gun owners in fucking Virginia. So, you know, against these gun control laws that the Virginia politicians are trying to pass and the fucking Virginia citizens defense league and the gun owners of America actually appealed that gun ban to the Virginia Supreme Court and they were shot down by the Virginia Supreme Court, uh, which is bullshit. I think that's fucking retarded. Uh, and just, you know, it goes to show uh, that after today, and we're going to obviously be getting into the rally a little bit more, but I mean, there was no violence whatsoever. And there was over 
22,000 people there at the fucking rally. Six of 6,000 of them went inside the Capitol grounds. So obviously they were unarmed, but the majority of the 16,000 that were still outside the Capitol who were still swarmed. I mean, fucking just, you saw a sea of people around the Capitol grounds. Uh, those people still were armed. And obviously, you know, there was one motherfucker there carrying a Barrett 50 caliber, uh, which I bet he fucking felt sorry for carrying that big motherfucker all day. Um, I mean, it, that fucking fence, just like every other little bit of gun control was just a fucking feel good safety measure because any of the fucking firearms that the people had there, if they really wanted to hurt somebody, they would have been able to reach over those fences and shit. Um, so, I mean, it just goes to show that they're law abiding gun owners, which is all the people that cherish the second amendment law abiding gun owners. They do not wish violence. They want their freedom. They want their rights. Um, but the fucking Virginia Supreme court today uh, or not today, fucking last week shot that down going up to today's rally. So you had all that shit going on and it's been, I mean, it was all in the fucking news. I was keeping up to date with minute by minute happenings there at the rally day. I was not able to make it myself, uh, but I was keeping up with the minute by minute updates from the Washington post. They were posting updates all day during the rally. And the, this is, this is, you know, you might fucking, um, poke fun at me at my news sources, but this where I'm getting from the rally, the sources of my news are going to be, uh, Fox news, NBC news, Al Jazeera, which I thought was very interesting that Al Jazeera picked this up and police one.com. And I'm going to go into real quick, the thoughts of my source of Al Jazeera. Um, Al Jazeera had some pretty good reporting on that. And honestly, most of my news that I get national news, I get from BBC, uh, just because for the most part, BBC uh, doesn't have a whole lot of skin in the game in regards to U.S. news. So I, in according to Al Jazeera, I mean, I didn't think it was very biased reporting. So I thought it was a uh, interesting that Al Jazeera, uh, which most people think of, you know, the Middle East because it is specifically a Middle Eastern reporting uh, news site. Uh, they report a lot of the shit that goes on in the Middle East, but they also re report a lot of stuff like they are the fucking Middle East BBC. So they report national news from uh, all or worldwide news all across the globe and they report it as they see fit and as they see is a huge story. So Al Jazeera reported this and I thought that was very interesting and I wanted to kind of get their perspective on it. So that's kind of one of the sources that I'm going to be using today. Uh, this rally today was actually put on by the Virginia Citizens Defense League, uh, which is a great state organization uh, for the gun rights lobby, uh, gun rights people. Uh, and I've said this in numerous shows that if you're going to support gun rights organizations, you need to support your state organizations first as well, because I support my local state organization, uh, Bama Carry, and as we've seen in numerous gun control uh, fucking pushes from around the country, the state rights, uh, the state gun rights organizations are always the first ones to jump on shit. You look in California, you look in New York, now you're looking at Virginia. They do a lot of the grunt and legwork that these national organizations either don't do or can't do because they're finite resources. They have the entire country look over, and then they also have to lobby in Washington, D.C. with our national politics. Uh, so definitely support your gun, uh, your state gun rights organizations. Um, so this rally has been planned for weeks. Uh, it was this particular gun portion was mainly uh, set by the Virginia Citizens Defense League. And it's something that happens every year. So uh, a lot of people that aren't keeping up with it don't think that this was just done because of uh, the, you know, the new pushes by the Democratic lawmakers trying to push for gun control legislation. Uh, Lobby Day is something that is done every year in Virginia. It's always done on Martin Luther King Day, uh, and it's focused on you know the citizens of Virginia coming to the Capitol and personally lobbying their legislatures, legislators.
lay tours to, you know, whatever their fucking, you know, thing might be. Fucking what it be, underage drinking, fucking whatever the fuck it is. So, uh, but this obviously lobby day was a main focus for gun rights because of all the bullshit that the politicians were doing uh, in regards to fucking, oh, just fucking gun control and all that good shit. But uh, of course, NBC News goes to say that the crowd was largely white, but diverse in age. And most were wearing orange stickers saying gun say lives. Many rode charter buses from all over the state and waited hours in line to get into the Capitol grounds before passing through airport style security. Like I stated earlier, the Virginia State Police wanted a one way in, one way out so that way they could monitor people and have as many resources as they could, uh, fucking searching the crowd of people coming in and all that shit. Uh, so there's only one way in, one way out. And 6,000 people end up going into the Capitol Square. So you gotta imagine how fucking long that took for them to come in to wait in line. And for those people that actually showed up in Capitol Square, you know, you had to be unarmed. Uh, a lot, you know, I see a lot of shit on my social media pages on people bitching about that. But, you know, that's something that you had to do to make sure that you showed up on those Capitol grounds because, you know, if you had all those fucking people outside the gates and nobody was on Capitol grounds, um, you know, they're not, I guarantee that's the only thing the mainstream media would have posted. They would have only have fucking posted, you know, maybe the couple handfuls of people that showed up and stayed on the Capitol grounds that chose to be unarmed instead of the 6,000 uh, that end up doing that because that's what the mainstream media does. They are the enemy. They are the enemy of freedom and they will slant the news whichever way they can to make sure that it fits their agenda. So thank you to the 6,000 people that decided to go in there unarmed uh, to flood, I mean, to pretty much max out the capacity of the Capitol Square. So that way the news media, no matter what, could not have slanted their biased gun control leaning views any way they could have. Uh, and obviously, like, you know, there was a shit ton of security there. I posted this over the weekend uh, of all the security measures that the state police were doing to try and prevent another Charlottesville, which the Virginia law enforcement community was really hounded about because they felt that a lot of people felt that they were a lot of hands-off approach on what they were doing. Uh, that was mainly, obviously, a lot of Antifa there, but there was also a lot of fucking, um, you can call them white supremacists, whatever, but I'm just going to use the commonly labeled term so you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, but, you know, a lot of quote-unquote white supremacists there, um, whatever they are, alt-right, whatever it is, uh, they were there and they clashed and somebody had them dying because somebody got run over by a car and all that kind of shit. Uh, so Virginia police really didn't want to have another black eye. So that's why they had all the increased security there. Uh, you know, you saw fucking pictures running from surveillance vans, obviously with cameras. Uh, there was numerous reports of surveillance planes flying over the Richmond area. Uh, there was sniper's nest uh, on top of the fucking buildings surrounding the Capitol in Richmond. There was a lot of fucking security there. And, you know, as I stated earlier, not one bit of violence was perpetrated on rally day. And that just goes to show, you know, fucking those gun control nuts. They always say that, you know, guns are the evil that kill people. Well, there was a fuck ton of guns from what I've saw on the news and the pictures and the videos there at rally day in Richmond. And not one person was shot, not even a fucking negligent discharge, which I thought, to be honest with you, was going to be probably the worst thing that happened because, you know, you have all those fucking people there and there's always going to be a fucking one, you know, Kyle or Chad or whatever the fuck he is. That's a dumbass that, you know, keep, doesn't keep his fucking booger hook off the fucking trigger and doesn't have that shit on safe and all that other kind of stuff. I thought there was probably going to be an ND to be honest with you, but that didn't happen, which was amazing. Uh, they did announce that there was one arrest there though. And this is, uh, kind of interesting because looking at the picture of it, and this actually comes from a local Richmond, Virginia, 
Virginia uh, web, uh, news site. This comes from the Richmond Times Dispatch. A rich one, Richmond woman was charged with wearing a mask in public following gun rights rally. A 21-year-old Richmond woman, which honestly, if you look at the picture of this person, doesn't really look like a woman, but you know, fuck it. That's, you know, people's personal choice. Don't give a shit. Uh, Michaela E. Belch, Belchler uh, of the 1100 block of North 34th Street. Wow, they actually fucking would put her address on here. Dumb fucks. Uh, on two, she was worn on two separate earlier occasions to adjust the bandana covering her face. And again, this is something I stated earlier because it, it by the looks of everybody there, it was fucking cold as shit up in Richmond. And there, I saw plenty of people wearing like balaclavas, wearing uh, you know hunting masks or whatever the fuck it may be, covering their face because I'm sure they were cold as shit up there. Uh, but obviously she was wearing a bandana. I can't imagine you keeping a whole lot of heat uh, wearing just a fucking bandana. Uh, but after the third time she was worn, she was arrested around 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in Richmond. Um, this is this law comes from a 1950s era law aimed at unmasking the Ku Klux Klan in Virginia, uh, which made it illegal for anyone over the age of 16 to conceal their face and therefore their identity in public. And this is actually a fucking felony in Virginia, which I found kind of surprising uh, just because, you know, a felony uh, in America, you're, you know, no less of one year and one day in prison is what you're gearing. Uh, but this felony actually can carry up to a maximum of five years in prison, which is a lot of fucking time. Um, you know, and plus it's a felony, you know, you were already a fucking felon after that point. So I just thought it was pretty interesting, uh, how, you know, it's a felony in Virginia to keep your mask, uh, keep your face masked in public. You know, what the fuck do they do when it's cold? Do they enforce it then? What the fuck? But again, uh, it's just, it's fucking phenomenal that this rally day went off, that any violence, uh, and this is actually, this next bit of information I'm coming from actually comes from Al Jazeera, uh, and it is, of course, you know, Al Jazeera is considered globally a mainstream media source. Uh, in their pictures, they do have somebody, you know, carrying a, uh, a, fucking quote-unquote rebel flag, which is just the Confederate naval jack. Um, and there was also a March for Our Lives uh, camp outside the Capitol as well. And so there actually was, you know, counter-protesters. There was going to be a lot more counter-protesters there at the Capitol, but a lot of them canceled probably because they couldn't get through the crowd. Uh, you know, in the videos, in the mainstream news that I saw, there was a lot of people, you know, you couldn't even fucking get through that crowd. And for some of the ones that wanted to get through, uh, you basically had like one guy on point just kind of plowing through fucking people people and then everybody else was like holding on to the scruff of the neck on the jacket uh, or plate carrier. You know, there's a lot of fucking people wearing plate carriers and helmets and shit and they were just going through on that. So, uh, but this is actually a tweet from Brandon Wolf and it says, you know, on Al Jazeera and Brandon Wolf tweeted, one is a group of adults getting ready to discuss common sense reform with lawmakers. The other man is carrying a 50 caliber to protest background checks. Don't worry, sir. They're fighting to keep you safe too, uh, which is fucking stupid and ridiculous a lot of bullshit that he obviously is very much leaning towards the gun control side. Uh, and then this is another one, uh, Eve Levinson, another tweet. It says, thank you to the incredible Chris Hurst VA, Helmer VA for allowing us to stay in your offices to ensure that we could be safe and still be able to be in Richmond to represent the VA gun sense majority and coalition of gun violence uh, prevention groups. So, you know, of course, this is what Al Jazeera is reporting. They were very much the minority. I mean, in this first 
first one uh, by Brandon Wolf. There is a whopping total of seven people, uh, you know, with that. And and Eve Levinson's maybe fucking ten, maybe. I mean, just kind of fucking stupid. Of course, they're going to give the fucking uh, gun control people a little bit of press, and they're going to make them look like the saints that they, you know, say that they are. It just looks like they're just a bunch of college age kids who like to be out of the school for today because it's Martin Luther King Day, and they decided to go down to the Richmond State House to protest gun rights. So kind of bullshit stuff that you see. Going on into some of the other stuff, uh, you know, this is also reported uh, by police1.com, which I thought police1.com did a great job on reporting this, keeping a good job on trying to um, do do a good bit of reporting and keeping it just facts based. Uh, you know, they, they did a lot of good job, uh, a lot of good reporting on it. I shared some of their articles on my pages. Uh, go check them out. And then something else that I really enjoyed uh, that, you know, a lot of people, especially in the gun community, I say bootlickers, police officers are going to be the ones that are confiscating your guns. And this is something I talked on Tat Cat's podcast is that, you know, police are pulled from the population. So if you live in a majority population where they think not everybody should have gun rights, then probably, yes, those police officers that's pulled from that population who has that same general idea of, you know, gun control is a good thing. They're probably going to do that. Uh, but in Virginia, obviously, with you see the sheriffs uh, and the counties and municipalities passing gun uh, gun sanctuary uh, laws to make sure that gun control is not enforced in their jurisdiction. Uh, you know, you see in, I've shared this uh, picture, there was a group of what appeared to be Virginia sheriff's deputies, and they were holding up a sign uh, saying they stood behind the Second Amendment, that they were not going to enforce unconstitutional laws. And, you know, Virginia, I, you know, have uh, some ex-in-laws that are law enforcement Virginia. You know, that is the main thought of nearly every officer and deputy in Virginia. You know, they are staunch supporters of the Second Amendment. Uh, they wouldn't go fucking seizing people's private property without due process and violating people's constitutional rights. Uh, and that's something that I think that we need to realize that is, you know, the stigma that law enforcement is going to be the ones that go and seize everybody's guns at the drop of a politician's hat. That is not the case. Uh, and that's something that I hope that people in Virginia, because, and this is something else, some of the social media pages that I follow that are staunchly anti-law enforcement, they were fucking holding hands and taking pictures with some of the major law enforcement figures that have come out and done speeches against these uh, these gun control measures and becoming gun sanctuary uh, counties and cities in Virginia uh, with those law enforcement figures. And, you know, even they on their social media said, you know, this seems like a good dude. I appreciate him for taking a stand as long as he keeps his word. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a huge supporter of theirs. Uh, and that's something that I loved, something that I loved, especially that there's, there was no violence at this rally. Something that I loved that has come out of this rally day in Virginia is that you're seeing a lot of these people that were, uh, you know, fucking redcoats, whatever you want to, you know, whatever the fuck they're saying uh, is, is good shit. It's great shit. And I fucking love it. And this is something that I hope that uh, law enforcement officers that are humongous Second Amendment advocates like myself, others, uh, and people that are humongous Second Amendment supporters that are civilians that were saying that kind of shit, but maybe their eyes have been opened a little bit to the different communities, even within law enforcement, uh, and understand that this is the majority of the law enforcement community. Uh, I hope this is something that we continue to expound on, and I cannot wait to see where something like this goes in the future. Going on to the next story, well, it's still, I'm sorry, kind of still related to the fucking Virginia shit, and I just wanted to throw this in there because this fucking jackass is a thunder cunt. David Hogg sent out a fucking group of tweets saying that VA is in a state of emergency because white supremacists and Nazis are using their Second Amendment rights to shut down their First Amendment rights of students, veterans, and clergy. The 
fuck? He also said that the march also is racist because white people can carry weapons and some black people get killed. This guy is a fucking retard and he just needs to learn to shut the fuck up. Uh, he also retweeted a claim by Bishop Talbert Swan of Massachusetts NCAA uh, president chapter that when white people wield guns, it controls black people. White men carrying assault rifles to the VA state capitol must have traded in the tiki torches this time around. They ain't about gun rights. It's about white supremacy, intimidation, and keeps blacks and other non-whites in their place, Mr. Swan wrote. Uh, that comes from Washington Times. Uh, David Hogg can go get fucked. He can fuck all the way off. He needs to shut the fuck up and get some fucking life experiences. So going into the next bit of news, and this is something that happened since our last podcast. Uh, I'm not going to expound greatly into the story itself. Uh, there is actually a great uh, podcast on the Firearms Radio Network that goes into very, very, very great detail on the Texas shooting where uh, Big Dick Jack Wilson took down that piece of shit that was trying to commit a mass murder in a church. Uh, I'm just going to say a little bit about it because um, I think it's important and uh, I think it's important because of several things. Uh, every Sunday I work an off-duty job where I do security at a minority church and this minority church has had security at their church ever since South Carolina uh, because they're afraid uh, that you know somebody that's you know a white supremacist or somebody that just wants to commit evil uh, and get big headlines about it because they are a strictly minority historical church um, you know is going to do some evil shit so uh, you know that's something I do and then also uh, after this Texas thing I am a instructor for the civilian version of active shooter response uh, which in my state is called uh, run hide fight and I have several classes that I got coming up to teach that to civilians Um, so that's something I'm going to be doing and I think it's great that Jack Wilson showed that he that a good guy with a gun anybody with a gun and also somebody with a gun that has a little bit of training can fucking stop evil can stop these murderers and it's crazy how the politicians uh, you know right after a fucking politician tweeted out saying it's a shame that Republican Texas lawmakers passed laws saying that people could carry in churches because uh, it's you know fucking threatening people's lives even though that this motherfucker who had a gun in church because of laws like this was able to stop a mass murderer uh, or a potentially mass murderer uh, and there's been numerous uh, news that's leaked since then saying that this cat uh, was actually arrested in New Jersey on gun crime and part of his plea deal was that he was the, the gun crime was going to be erased from his criminal record so you know you have uh, this motherfucker get arrested in New Jersey where it has some of the strictest gun control laws and what do they do they decide to take out the gun crime off his criminal background so that way this motherfucker can go and you know purchase uh, gun you know guns uh, legally even though he has shown a propensity for gun crime uh, and it's just fucking ridiculous the hypocrisy of their gun control agenda um, but Jack Wilson took down this motherfucker in one shot a fucking headshot from about you know on the video appeared to be about 15 yards and uh, one fucking shot to the head put him down uh, you know carrying a sig and 357 sig which you know before even all big dick Jack Wilson brought it back into you know the mainstream I've always been a 357 sig uh, uh, fanboy I like the ballistics of it, uh, but just not a fan of the price tag because it's not very popular and shit. Um, but you know, Jack Wilson uh, took this motherfucker down. And what's great is if you look in the video, um, even if Jack Wilson didn't put him down, there was probably three or four other motherfuckers, if I remember right on the video, I don't have it up in front of me, uh, pulled out their own guns and they were ready to take that motherfucker down. Uh, but they just weren't as fast as Big Dick Jack Wilson. Um, so it's great to see that kind of uh, response at a church. Uh, it's something that I think every church should have. Uh, or at least allow their parishioners
parishioners to come in their worship services armed because you never know when a fucking um, fucking uh, piece of shit evil person like this can enter because you know churches are good soft targets even with people armed in there they are still a relatively soft target because you have uh, these fucking people sitting in church sitting in their pews not paying attention to people coming in and out of the exit because in most churches the entrance and exits to the very back of the pews as to not disturb the worship services uh, so people sitting in the pews don't see people coming in and out because they're fucking behind them the only person that can really see it is the uh, pastor preacher choir worship team whatever the fuck it is uh, you know facing that direction and if something did happen uh, you know in most churches I'd say shit they're you know between 25 to 50 yards away from the entrance so that's a hell of a motherfucking shot to begin with uh, for somebody with a gun unless they're just you know carrying fucking long rifles up there um, so you gotta rely on the parishioners sitting in the pews uh, being able to withdraw their you know draw their their, their uh, weapon from their holster and you know engage the target engage the, the threat from coming in through the back door so that's where you know Jack Wilson, uh, you know, he was, you could tell Jack Wilson also, I mean, uh, from looking at the video, uh, this church was very well prepared. It had a security team. Uh, you had people standing uh, around the edges, uh, you know, not only just to help parishioners and fucking people going to church get to their seats and shit, uh, but also, you know, I guess uh, in my church's security team uh, to help, uh, you know, scan, analyze threats coming in and out of the entrances and shit. Uh, so that's what appeared to be happening in that church if you look at the video and it's also interesting to look at the fucking reaction of everybody and this is why I say go check out if you want a great breakdown of that because I'm not going to go expound into it in very much detail because it's kind of old news but I haven't done a, a podcast in a while go check out the firearms radio network uh, Sean Heron who's the president of the firearms radio network uh, did a great job analyzing it basically frame by frame uh, it was on we like shooting uh, I believe uh, he's the host of several podcasts on that show uh, but I believe it was on the We Like Shooting show, uh, which is, uh, you know, by far one of my favorite uh, podcasts on their Farms Radio Network. Um, they did a great job analyzing breakdown of all the different reactions of people inside the church of what happened, uh, whether it was Jack Wilson or whether it was another member of the armed security team or whether it was just some of the parishioners uh, inside the church because that motherfucker was live streamed. That, that church shooting was live streamed. Uh, and that's, you know, it's crazy for people that were watching it, I'm sure, but it is great in the sense for training. Uh, it's great to see, uh, for uh, as an instructor myself, uh, it's great to take a look at that video, especially since I do church security, do the run-hide fight, and then also a firearms instructor on the law enforcement side and civilian side. It's a great fucking training tool. That's something I do a lot of is look at, uh, you know, shooting videos, officer-involved shootings, whatever it may be, some sort of shooting videos, and look at the responses um, of not only the person uh, engaging the shooter, but the shooter themselves. It's a great video. Go check it out. Uh, and that was a great podcast. Uh, Go check it out with them. But uh, Jack Wilson was a, and this comes from Ambuland, uh, he was awarded the Medal of Courage uh, by the Texas governor, by Greg Abbott, uh, which is the highest uh, award that a civilian can get in the state of Texas, which is pretty fucking awesome. Uh, and definitely want to go out with, uh, you know, give out a huge shout out to Jack Wilson. Uh, I'm sure he doesn't fucking listen to this podcast, but if anybody knows him, uh, he's not from my part of Texas. Uh, just a huge fucking shout out to Jack Wilson. Uh, and again, uh, even though that piece of shit uh, was stopped early, uh, two people were killed so that's that's very sad but no telling what the fucking count would have been if Jack Wilson had not ended his life that much
much sooner. This next bit article comes from guns.com and this is pretty cool. Uh, I just want to, you know, anytime some good shit happens, I always want to expound it on the podcast. Uh, but top shot champion Chris Chang, uh, he joins the Pink Pistols board of directors, uh, which Pink Pistols is also Operation Blazing Swords. Uh, and Chris Chang, if you haven't known, uh, if you're kind of too young to know what Top Shot was, it was probably the best shooting fucking show ever to air on TV. I wish they'd fucking come back with it. Uh, it was awesome. But uh, Chris Chang, he has continued to be a humane, uh, humongous uh, figure in the shooting community. Uh, and he is also a humongous supporter for LGBT uh, community. Uh, he is a humongous supporter for the advancement of those rights. And I think it's awesome that Chris Chang uh, was put on the board of directors for that. I like uh, the Blazing Pistols or the Blazing Swords and the Pink Pistols. Uh, it's something that I posted. And it's fucking crazy. You know, I can't believe shit like this is controversial. But, you know, I posted something on my Facebook saying that uh, racism, uh, transphobia, homophobia, and and uh, all this other kind of shit is, you know, has no place in the 2A community. And it fucking doesn't. And it's crazy that a fucking statement like that uh, is going to get fucking backlash on social media. And, you know, I posted on there going into Rally Day because that was a humongous concern uh, for a lot of the gun community in going into Rally Day because a lot of people were, especially the fucking mainstream media and the fucking leftists and all that kind of shit, were saying that the white supremacists and neo-Nazis and all this other kind of shit, alt-right, whatever the fuck it is, is going to use this Rally Day as a platform to espouse their fucking bigoted agenda and all this other kind of shit. And I just wanted to put out there that that has no place in the Second Amendment community. And if you are a part of the Second Amendment community, you need to just concern yourself with furthering with with furthering defense of our civil rights and gaining freedoms that we've lost and it shouldn't matter who's beside you expounding those ideas uh if you are a fucking white male that's uh straight it shouldn't matter that you have a uh, a trans person next to you or it shouldn't matter if you have uh somebody that's from the middle east who's now an american citizen and he has grown to love his newfound freedom of the second amendment standing next to you uh and all this kind of shit and i think that should be everybody's mindset but if you have a problem with that then you need to fucking go check yourself uh, before you go to support the second amendment because you're the kind of person that the fucking mainstream media is going to focus on with their lens and they're not going to give a shit about the you know 99% of the other people that are you know walking hand to hand with people of every uh, race creed religion and color uh, in trying to defend our second amendments they're just going to focus on you and and this is something else uh, going into rally day and there was a meme that was shared figures by tactical memes uh, that says, you know, this is what you should wear going into a second amendment rally. This is what you don't need to wear. And I kind of agree with that because we all need to consider ourselves professional because we're, you know, any one of us can be the face of the second amendment community, whether they put a microphone in your face and ask you to say something, or you're just standing there and they decide to take your picture. Uh, That's something that we constantly need to be aware of. And if you, you know, show up in there and being in the fucking deep South, you still see Confederate flags damn near every fucking day. Um, and, you know, I understand people don't like it. Uh, it's just kind of fucking whatever for me now. Um, it's something that you see so often. Uh, but whatever the fuck, it's not my cup of tea. Uh, but it's one of those things that you have to understand. It's like fucking a, a tornado. Anytime a tornado comes through, where do they always fucking go? They go straight to the trailer park to talk to Betty Sue about how her fucking trailer uh, went and flew away and is in two counties, you know, over. They don't talk to the normal fucking person who, you know, lives in the trailer park or the neighborhood next to the trailer park whose house also got demolished and all that kind of shit. Uh, you just need to be a good representative for the Second Amendment community. Uh, this next thing, and uh, this is going to be the last of the general segment. Um, it, 
if you ha- if you've listened to the podcast up to this point, you know I'm a fucking fan of hip hop and rap, uh, and I am a humongous fucking fan of Eminem just because uh, the fucking Marshall Mather LP uh, back in the day was the first album that I listened to of him, and I fucking played that shit till it was unplayable anymore in CD form. You know, back when fucking CDs were a thing. Um, but he dropped a fucking new album this past week, uh, and to be honest with you, I fucking listened to the whole thing, uh, the whole fucking. I think it dropped Thursday night or some shit. Uh, Friday at work, I had that shit on YouTube playing all day, listening to every bit of it. Well, there's this one song on there uh, that he called Darkness, and uh, it is very, and this actually, this article comes, excuse me, from Ameland, um, but it is very political. Uh, it is very political in regards to gun control and his push for it, um, and the main part of the song, and to be honest with you, I didn't think the song even was about gun control until the very end of it, and like I said, I listened to the whole thing. Um, I didn't think it was about gun control up until the very end of it, where he was discussing the uh, the Las Vegas shooting and he was discussing how uh, you know how this person who had no criminal history no mental health uh, problems in the back you know, in his background all this other kind of shit even though a lot of that stuff wasn't true what he was saying uh, got was able to get a, a ton of guns and create mass murder in Las Vegas um, and it's just more of the same shit where celebrities are uh, pushing political views and giving their two cents on shit that they probably shouldn't um, but to me I fucking it was a great song I'm just gonna fucking admit it was a great song uh, I liked it uh, you know and uh, like I said to me it even wasn't about gun control until the very end uh, it was because it's like a fucking six minute song um, to me it was more about mental health awareness uh, which is a great cause I think where I think everybody needs to be um, you know worried about mental health uh, awareness in regards to our country because that's where a lot of these mass shooters uh, have issues is in their mental health uh, so it's something that you know if rap's not your cup of tea I'm sure you're probably already railing on this uh, fucking article because, you know, Eminem has no fucking say in how uh, people should feel about gun control. Totally fucking agree. Uh, But I'm an Eminem fan and I can tell you right now, fucking Eminem is not going to change my views on gun control. Uh, I think there should be no gun control, period. Uh, So I just thought it'd be interesting in there and especially since I do play a lot of rap and like my fucking buffer music uh, and I'm sure some of you uh, probably heard the news about Eminem's new song that he came out with so just wanted to kind of touch on it and you know whatever the fuck it is it is what it is he decided to fucking come out with a gun control song uh, like I said I didn't think he was about gun control to the very end of it uh, to me it was more about mental health which is a good cause uh, but with that and especially with SHOT Show upon us uh, we're going into the news or the gun or the gun gear news review Honestly, segment man. let's start getting into that shit bad things finding hell thick as fuck oh my god that's my baby Caroline you divine Mighty fine, started really blow the pie. That's true. Like a pro. <laughs> Fuck you, thought. Holy shit, I'm really lit. It's looking like it's about time to fuck it up. All right, ladies and gents, let's start getting into the gun gear news and reviews segment. And with SHOT Show, there is fucking plenty of gun gear news coming out. Don't have any reviews, but got plenty of fucking news. Um, so the first thing that I want to kind of point out, which I think is pretty fucking interesting, is uh, armor uh, for vehicles. Something that you can easily put in your own vehicle. And this actually comes from Angel Armor. And this is actually comes from the makers of OtterBox. And if you have a phone and
and you have a good case on it, I'm sure you know what OtterBox is. Uh, but this actually comes from OtterBox. They started their own company called Angel Armor. And this is actually an insert that you can put in your vehicle that gives you level three ballistic protection in reference to your doors. And I think that's pretty fucking awesome and pretty fucking cool. Uh, definitely something to check out. Next thing that goes into 511. 511, I think, makes some of the best fucking boots out there. I have some for fucking uh, my duty use. They are the most comfortable. I did a review on several of these 511 uh, boots that I purchased, boots and shoes. Uh, they came out with an Atlas, which is all-terrain load assistance system. Big fucking fancy, fancy word for a fucking boot. Uh, appears to be mid-length, uh, and I like mid-length. I don't like those big fucking 8-inch boots. I like mine to be somewhere around uh, 6 inches. So they came out with that. Uh, something else that came out that I thought was really interesting, and I'm just going to have a fucking full disclaimer here. I kind of have a soft spot for Springfield XDMs. I know a lot of people fucking hate on them. I don't think they're that great of a gun, but that was my first handgun that I purchased, so I kind of got a little nostalgia for them. They have come out with an XDM Elite uh, series, and more specifically, an Elite Precision 9mm. Uh, this is a little bit, I mean, it's got some pretty badass looking slide cuts in it. Uh, it comes out optic ready. Uh, it, the, uh, uh, the fucking Precision one, uh, it's got a magwell built into the grip, uh, and also, this is what's interesting, comes with 322 rounds. I love me some ammo capacity. They also have an Elite Tactical OSP, uh, which is a little bit shorter, uh, and the, I'm sorry, actually, it's a little bit longer on the barrel, but it's a little bit shorter in the slide because it is comes with optics, uh, suppressor sights, uh, and it comes with a threaded barrel. It's got an XDM uh, Elite, just kind of like a normal duty size gun. Uh, it doesn't come with a magwell, and it's got an XDM Elite 3.8, which is kind of like their compact version. Uh, and again, also, it doesn't come with a magwell, so they're going to be standard uh, magazine capacity. But the XDM Elite Precision uh, and the XDM Elite Tactical OSP, uh, those have the fucking uh, 22 round uh, magazines and the Precision is 653 MSRP, the Elite uh, OSP 709 MSRP, and then just the Elite uh, 4.5 and 3.8, those are 559 MSRP. Something else that came out is the CMMG introduces 5.7 AR kits and guns. This is pretty interesting because most of the 5.7 uh, conversion kits for AR style rifles uh, still use the fucking um, the PS, uh, the P90 uh, magazines that load from the top and it just ejects the cartridge out the bottom through the magwell, which is still kind of cool. But uh, this one, actually, you can have a 40-round magazine instead of the typical 30, uh, which for the 223. Uh, now, these are a little expensive uh, from what I've seen. I, on this article, I got pulled up from the firearms blog. I don't see an MSRP on here, but for the... God damn, I can't remember off the top of my head what it is. Uh, but they're a little expensive, but uh, pretty interesting since Ruger announced their new 5.7 pistol, uh, which I think is great. It's basically the same 20-round magazine like the FN 5.7 um, and it's a hell of a lot cheaper than FN Mag or uh, FN 5.7 uh, you know the FN 5.7s I see them constantly on sale from like Palmetto for around 1100 uh, these are going for I think I checked with my FFL buddy uh, he's selling his for around 530 uh, so these are about half the fucking price uh, than FN 5.7 and I you know I'm not a humongous fan of the 5.7 round uh, ballistics ballistics that you know a lot of the ballistics 
uh, nerds, they call them the ice pick rounds because there's no fucking expansion. Uh, it doesn't do a whole lot once it enters, uh, you know, a target. Uh, it's not very ballistically great. Uh, it comes out at very fucking high speed, uh, high velocity, so it doesn't have a whole lot of time to do a whole lot of damage once it goes into your target. Um, but it's cool to have the 20 rounds. And then, you know, they have those kits for the FN mags that makes them a 30 rounder, which is something I kind of like to have 30 fucking rounds uh, in your magazine without it being super fucking heavy because uh, I carry a SIG 320 on duty with a 21 round mag uh, and that bitch kind of gets heavy you know pulls down my belt all that kind of shit um, so that's something that's pretty interesting that came out uh, something that's come out I don't know if I recovered this in the product news in the last episode but I'm gonna do a little bit so now because we're starting to see some prices the Glock 44 which is the 22 long rifle you can get those bitches now for 359 which is a good fucking deal that's something that I told myself um, my son loves shooting 22 pistols he loves the little uh, M&P 22 that he's got so I was thinking about getting maybe this uh, Glock 22 for him if the pistol came in or if the price came in right three foot foot uh, 360 not that bad of a price uh, probably gonna look into getting one of those some of the other new guns that's come out you have the sig sour p320 rxp which comes with their sig red dot sight already mounted on top uh, so you can buy your fucking uh, sig already ready with a red dot on it as soon as it comes out of the box uh, chris vector also came out with their 22 long rifle uh, version of the their uh, submachine gun type weapon uh, which is kind of it's kind of fucking expensive i think i remember seeing msrp on that was like around 600 bucks cult python has gotten a reboot cult is making some new cult pythons i don't know if they're going to be as good as the original ones um but it's interesting that cult kind of pulled their fucking um civilian market quote unquote and they came out with this so don't know what the fuck is going on with that uh you also have the uh, smith and wesson mp shield easy and nine millimeter which is fucking awesome i can see that making a lot of people happy in regards they were wanting that uh but they're wanting a little bit more uh in regards to you know uh caliber you know so you get yourself a nine millimeter smith and wesson has come out with a performance center uh, you know their performance center series uh in the 2.0 and i'm kind of interested in this because you know when the 2.0s came out it kind of came with um all the shit that the performance centers kind of had like a little upgraded trigger because the original smith and wesson mps the triggers weren't that awesome on them uh so the mp 2.0s came out with a little bit better um fucking uh triggers on them uh so that's kind of nice but you know for those people that are humongous uh mp fanboys that's a that's great for them. Uh, Mossberg also came out with their MC2C, uh, which Mossberg killed it, I think, with their um, their first concealed carry uh, release. Uh, this kind of uh, goes, I, I guess it would kind of maybe go for more as the Glock 19 and doesn't have much ammo capacity. Also kind of goes after the new Taurus uh, G3 that they just released, uh, which is almost an exact kind of copy uh, dimensions and ammo capacity wise. Uh, so this is kind of going for that. And I just fucking love uh, fucking, fucking um, you know, competition in the marketplace. It's, it's better for the consumer uh so it's something that i really like but that's gonna be it for the gun gear news and reviews let's go ahead and start getting into the culture segment let's start wrapping this shit up charger used by convicts to hide money and drugs they stick it in their body they tuck it up their rectum you familiar with that this look at me pencil detonator timer used as a receiver transmitter c4 
highly explosive. You put them all together, you got a bomb. Not very sophisticated, but very powerful. That's what you have in your ass right now. Don't move. Don't move. For the culture segment, we're going to be reviewing one of my all-time fucking favorite movies, and that's Man on Fire with Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington uh, plays John Creasy, and if you haven't already, check out Violent Little Machine Shop. They have some awesome Creasy Bear shit. I got several patches and shirts and hats and shit from them because I love this movie that fucking much. But John Creasy is an ex-CIA operative and former military officer who takes a bodyguard position uh, guarding Dakota Fanning, who plays Peter Ramos, and it is a fucking great movie. It's not any of the streaming services, and I normally try and review movies that are in the streaming services but i watched this again over the holidays and i just fucking love this movie that much so i decided to go ahead and fucking review it in the culture segment this is kind of a rewrite of a previous movie that has been done so it's kind of redid but i love this fucking version some of the pistols they have in there uh they have a glock 34 uh, which is something that john creasy has he also has a glock 17 which is what you mainly see in the movie he's shooting the glock 17 uh for the most part of it he also has a cult commander uh that you see uh he also has a sig sour 226 that you see some of the Mexican police in Interpol carrying. You also see an auto ordinance M19. There's a lot of fucking 1911s in here. You also see a Browning high power, which is something that John Creasy uses. And then of course you see the fucking Beretta 92s because what movie is not going to be complete without a Beretta 92. You also see some Smith and Wesson model 15 revolvers that some of the Federales use. You also see a Zabala side by side sawed off shotgun, which is pretty fucking cool that he uses in the nightclub scenes. You also see a Remington seven, uh, correction, 870. That's also shot off, uh, sawed off. You also have some cool submachine guns in there. You see an old M3A1 grease gun. You also see a Beretta PM12S. You see, of course, some AR-15s in there. Also, you have a Type 69 RPG rocket propel grenade. Uh, and then there's just a bunch of other fucking cool guns. There's some cool explosions in there. There's some C4, all that kind of shit. If you haven't, go check out fucking Man on Fire. It is an amazing movie. You will not be fucking let down. Uh, like I said, it is one of my all-time favorite movies. Go check it out, and let's start wrapping this bitch up. Watch your back, that's the rival code. Yo, for all the tales that the Bible told. My mind's in the zone on the throne in the tribal road. Which one of you on a scale of one to ten? Yeah, let him know who's coming in. It's Master Polo. Master Polo. This is not the main event, this is just the promo. Master Polo. Yeah, Master Polo. Master all right, guys, that's going to be the end of this episode of the 2A Lifestyle. If you haven't already, like I said, check us out on social media. On Facebook, we are the number 2A Lifestyle. And on Instagram, we are 2 spelled out, T-W-O-A Lifestyle. Check out our Patreon. If you like us, go ahead and support the show. Every cent that we earn, we're putting straight back into the show. If you are a company and looking to sponsor us, reach out to me through social media and direct message, drop a DM, and let me know if you're interested, and I'll send you uh, some information in reference to sponsoring the show. We are starting to have some companies looking at interested in sponsoring the show. Uh, if you haven't also, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. It is the best way for people to find us when they're looking for gun-related content on podcast platforms. And I'm going to say this again because of the successful rally day we had in Virginia. Please support your gun rights organizations. I know a lot of people are pissed off with the NRA. I'm going to be at NRAM this year uh, to support Save the Second, which is a great Second Amendment organization. And also support your state organizations. As we can see through this rally day, Virginia Self-Defense, uh, Virginia Citizen Self-Defense, Virginia, blah, 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 fucking you know what I mean. Virginia Citizens Defense League is a humongous fucking fighter for our gun rights organizations uh, and they are doing a great job there in Virginia so go ahead and support your state organizations and until then continue to be a great ambassador for the second amendment community that we are and keep on living that to a lifestyle oh, now, feeling low now, at least you right in
inside my mind, I might lose control now Demons feeding on my soul like a fucking ghost now There's nothing in my chest but a fucking hole now Oh now, feeling all now, at least you right inside my mind